power, respect. I want that money and power and powder. Oh yeah. You know what we're here for. You know what we're here for. That good chatter on one of our favorite shows, Power Book 4 Force. We talk in season two, episode five, entitled Crown Vic. You know you love this show. Don't you love it? The cast, the plots, the music, the grit. The Power Team brings it. Power Universe Team, they bring it every week. I feel like I'm doing my part. I bring that drank. I bring that humor. I bring that recap. The way you like to hear it, the way you need to hear it. Let's get into it. First of all, I am your humble and most honorable host, Real. This episode is brought to you by that good, good Johnny Walker Black and Coke, Diet Coke, because I'm old. You know what I'm saying? Old school. Let's get into this. So Tommy and D-Mac back at the crib after last episode, after D-Mac's most flawed an irreconcilable rendition of I Shot the Sheriff, the most irreconcilable rendition I've ever seen. Whose crib is this anyway? <laughs> Who crib is this? I know I'm old school, but damn, they old school as hell. They got the plastic on the couches. I mean, that's somebody grandmama house <laughs> or granddaddy house. Ain't that JP Daddy old house? That's somebody house who was born before 1960 for sure. Not only did the couch have the plastic on it, but it had the flowery pattern on the fabric. <laughs> you know the pattern. Paint samples was on the wall. Like JP went to Home Depot. And was like, should I go with the mountain mint or the four-leaf clover? I don't know. <laughs> Let me put a sample up. That sample probably been on that wall for years. How D-Max say in a prior episode, how I find you before you found me. I'm 16. So we know JP ain't good at making his way back to starter projects. Anyway, I digress. D-Mac up in the spot, losing it. D-Mac losing it. He like, Unc, I ain't know he was a cop. What we gonna do? They gonna put me away for life. Tommy cool as a cucumber. He up in there fixing himself a, a little nightcap. He like, we... We ain't going to do nothing. You, on the other hand, you going to lay low. Tommy get that text from Diamond. Body handle player. He tell D-Mac, I got to do some things. But I need you to lay low like Snoop and Butch Cassidy. 
lay down on the floor. Tommy roll up to the barbershop where Diamond at. Cops is all around. Tommy like, I, I thought you took care of that body. Diamond tell him that the CBI restaurant got shot up. And it was some cats from Gennaro crew that flipped to another crew, the RDs. RDs and CBI used to have beef. Diamond was happy to just escape out of that joint with his life. So that's why the popo roaming about. For some reason, Diamond think that after he just got shot at by the RDs, he can set up some type of truce and a once talked about coalition with them and some other gangs in the city. Says he's going to reach out to the leader of the RDs, King Kilo. Just as they wrapping up conversation, chopping it up a bit. Diamond C, D-Mac, and Marshall outside chilling, talking to Popo. Diamond like, that's what you call laying low? I thought you handled D-Mac. Tommy like, ain't this about a... Rushed outside in a huff. Bring D-Mac home and get to jacking him up. Now, if that's the energy he got for D-Mac now, what was that energy like on the way home? <laughs> I mean, like, he had to go from the barbershop to home. What was that energy like? Would seem like if he was getting at him on the way home, some of that energy would have been used up already. Maybe he hit D-Mac with that, you, you better beat me home. Like your pops used to do when he would catch you doing some, some dumb shit out in the street you weren't supposed to be doing. Or, or like how my pops would catch me, hit you with that, beat me home. And you better beat him there too, knowing damn well that was your ass. You wasn't beating him home. You on foot or a bike and he in a car. I just had a damn flashback. Not a good one. I digress. Either way, Tommy got D-Mac hemmed up at the house. Asking D-Mac the question, we all want to know, why was you out there talking to the cops? Tommy's so into it, he don't even realize he left the front door open. The more I look at that house, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Who was hanging wallpaper up in that piece? Damn. He got a swatch of wallpaper hung up. Just a swatch. Just wilding out. Guess they ain't got HGTV up in that, that part of the shy. JP walk in the back door as D-Mac getting hemmed up. See the commotion. He like, Tommy, yo. What the f***? Take your hands off my son. You don't get to handle my son like that. Tommy like, the hell I don't. Now, JP don't know D-Mac crime just yet. 
He about to find out. Kate come in, so Tommy don't really get to explain it to him like that. Wraps it up. Tells JPD Mac just f***ed up royally. So keep him in the house. Gotta run. Peace, player. Damn, damn, Jamario. Didn't we already just go through this, Tommy? <laughs> you know D-Mac ain't staying put. You need hired muscle to stay on top of the notorious Mac, the notorious M-A-C. Kate come in, talk to D-Mac. D-Mac over there chilling on grandma's old couch. Well, somebody old couch. Texting Genesis like, yo, hit me back. You mad at me? Why you treat me so bad? Kate like, what's happening, little boo? Why the long face? It's about a girl, ain't it? D-Mac start laying his troubles down like Angela Wimbush. She like, well, go talk to little shorty. D-Mac like, Uncle Tommy got me locked up in here like Rapunzel. What do Kate do? Kate do what grandmas do. Kate handed his little ass a 20. Said, why don't you run down to the store? Get grandma some lucky strikes. <laughs> Actually, she said, get grandma a pack of Newport box. All them Newports. <laughs> that cool. Cool, strong menthol. Oof. Take me back to an earlier time. I digress. She tell him, take your time. Wink, wink. If Uncle Tommy got a problem, I'll handle Uncle Tommy. She tell him, pick up some Jimmy hats, too. <laughs> D-Mac is all too pleased. He skip out of there. Later, Tommy come back to the house. No sign of D-Mac. No sign of Kate. JP like, what the, what the f*** is going on here? Tommy tell him that D-Mac shot a cop. JP like, because of you? Tommy like, uh, don't you remember I'm probably the only reason you met D-Mac? Like, he was in the game when I got here. Player. Remember that? You remember. Tommy like, time to put an end to this. Because D-Mac got a mouth and he going to run it. It's either I fix it or you can take the reins. See how that work out. Tommy hit Big Smurf up. JP like, the fuck are you doing? Remember JP had all that mouth earlier in the series? How he want to be part of the life. He can do things. Let me help. I want in. I see the apple don't fall far from the tree. When it get a little hot, it get a little dumb on the accountability front. D-Mac and them screets just taking a stroll. I swear it was light out when D-Mac left. <laughs> now it's dark. Street lights is on. Kate told his little ass to run to the store. That meant handle your business quick and get back. 
This dude looked like he went to the fair, went to the mall, just out and about, just doing whatever. Big Smurf and the homie roll up on D-Mac with that aggressive energy up in the van, through his SN kidnap style. Like he was about to see Genesis, like he was right at the cusp of being Genesis. He always on the cusp of being about to see Genesis. Like him when he was going on that date. Decided to play eye shot to Sheriff right before he met her. You ever met a cat like that? He always about to do something. Something always go wrong. He always got an excuse. You ever met a cat like that? No. That, that cat might be you. I'm just playing that cat, ain't you? That cat, ain't you? Later, Tommy get the call that it's done. They pick D-Mac up. Everything good. JP like, well, how do we tell Kate? Tommy like, we don't. We don't tell Kate. He like, well, I don't think I can keep it a secret. What? He like, whatever you do, you cannot tell Kate. Tommy go back out. <laughs> Come back, Kate is there. She like, where my grandbaby? Tommy tells her he ain't coming back. Tommy tells her he had to take some action. Because Diamond told him either you handle it or he going to handle it. What's up with this house, though? These paint and wallpaper swatches on the wall ain't been finished. Now we see the kitchen blinds look like they got slashed by a samurai. But somehow they still standing like Elton John. Who did this? <laughs> Who set this up? Usually when you see some torn up blinds. They usually the cheap plastic, the cheap plastic white ones, you know, in the corners is all bent up because people nosy. <laughs> and they bend them back. So they can see outside. But this right here. This was new to me. JP living foul up in that piece. <laughs> but at the same time. He old school. Got grandma's brass fish and spoons on the wall, plates. You know, your grandma had them brass plates and spoons and fish on the walls. If you 45 and over. Your grandma had them them shits on the wall. Don't don't even play. Don't make me produce picks. Anyway, Tommy told her D-Mag disobeyed. Says she helped him. And now he gone. So it's partly her fault. She like, when he coming back? Tommy like, he's not coming back. Can't get the hand slapping Tommy. <laughs> JP come in. She like, I raised animals. Looking at JP and Tommy. Nito came right off the record. JP like, uh, Hello? Kate, you ain't raised not near one of us. Okay? Animals are not. 
What happened next? A distraught Kate went up to the bedroom, got a little sentimental. Faded pictures in a broken glass. <laughs> got D-Mac pick all up in a grill. Then she went into the drawer, pulled out the little baggie. Guess who also up in the house? White lines, vision, dreams of passion. Blowing through my mind. And all the while, I think of you. <laughs> she back, y'all. Over D-Mac. Find out she got a grandson. Start to love grandson. Now grandson gone. She back to scratch and sniff. I'll be damned. Son called her a bitch. She took all that negative energy upstairs. And let it all go. That's right. Let it all go, Grandma. <laughs> Meanwhile, Big Smurf and Homie dropped D-Mac off at the Youth Academy. Got D-Mac in that hostage mode. Black sheet over his head. Hands tied. They take that sheet off D-Mac head. All types of tractors, goats, horses around. D-Mac like, what the fuck? As my man came from menace to society once said, better me than the motherfucking cops. Better me than the motherfucking cops. You better learn to love that youth academy. Janard up in treason headquarters with Raheem and Shooter. Raheem tells Janard they need more product. Sounds like a simple request. You a drug dealer. You sell drugs. You run out of drugs. You need more product. It's called Rhea. Now, any boss in that life would typically, I'm guessing here, be licking their chops, rubbing hands together like, okay, y'all moving it like that. Not Jannard. What'd he say? Damn. Y'all ain't got the product still from last week? Shooter in the back like, mofo, what? Like they supposed to ration it. You know, drug dealers typically want to want to sell more product. Like the goal is to run out of your original stash. And then re-up. Janard ain't asked for no money from them on what they sold. Didn't have a plan for re-up, no nothing. Janard like, okay, peep it. This is what we're going to do. Call Yo-Yo. Tell Yo-Yo. To tell Ice Cube, we got five on it. Because we need to be fronted two bricks. Shooter just put his head down like, it's over for us. 
Shooter hit that. He up in there questioning every one of his life's choices that led him up to this very spot. They let Jannard know. Ain't nobody messing with you. Let alone fronting you some work. Not Miguel, not the Serbs. They know they ass out. They tell Jannard, you need to have this straightened out. Or we're going to have to reevaluate some things going on here, player. We ain't signed up to be treasonous and broke. Treasonous, yes. Broke, no. Something going to have to give, player. Jannard, like, look, I need you to stay loyal. I got you. They looking like, mofo, you got one more day. Then we about to initiate treason on you. <laughs> At this point, Jannard really ain't about the business of drug dealing now, is he? He's not. He about to get, he about the business of getting dealt some drugs. <laughs> but he not really about the dealing himself. He more so just trying to keep his people afloat. Jannard take off on his next adventure. We find Jannard next up in them CBI projects. Where he is greeted by Big Smurf. Who tells him, this ain't your projects no more. What the fuck you doing here? Jannard ignores said comment. Moves on to where the stash spot is. In a car. In the middle of the projects. Now there's a gang of folk outside. But they let this cat roll right up to the car. Where the local stash is at. One cat just hopped out of said car. No security. I don't know where they do that at. But it happened here. Jannard out here on a suicide mission. For sure taking matters into his own hands to keep his people fed. Now, on the one hand, I got to respect that. Jumps up in the truck, pulls out the blicky on old buddy <laughs> who's sitting in the ride. Greets him with a, what up, dog? You know, they familiar with Jannard. This cat immediately get their feelings hurt as Jannard starts taking whatever he wants. <laughs> he wants to stash. He like, where the stash, bitch? She like, you gonna do this to me? Hit her with the gum. Bow! <laughs> I said, where the stash? She pop open a compartment on the dashboard. He like, okay, okay. Bricks start rolling out. <laughs> but he wasn't done. He did like Kane on Minister Society. He like, and I'll take a burger. He like, run that Turkish chain, though, yo. She hit him with the DJ pool line from Friday. My grandmama gave me this chain. <laughs> he like, Manny, Annie up. He yapped that fool. <laughs> hit him with the killer mic. Yo, run the jewels, B. 
Don't know how the hell Janelle, Janard got up out of there. Janelle. Don't know how the hell Janard got up out of there. Looked like he was in the middle of the projects too. The middle. You ever been in the middle of somebody's projects? That's like a dead end. But it ain't a dead end. There's plenty of ways to get out. But if that shit is heavily populated, you ain't no getting out. That's your ass. Populated at the right time of day. And it looked like it was populated properly. It was a million folk out there. He got out though. Came back to Treason headquarters with a big diddy bop. Janard had a big diddy bop. Tongue hanging out his mouth like. Big swagger up in that joint. The crew sitting around looking like they on a lunch break at Lowe's. He like, hey, yo. <laughs> Christmas came early, fellas. Hit him with the G-Dep. Special delivery. <laughs> I spit it out. This fool got the chain on that he jacked from Manny around his neck. Handing out bricks like Chipotle burritos up in that piece. He get cocky. Start lying like, y'all thought Miguel wasn't messing with me? This from Miguel. They like, word? All of a sudden, Raheem hit him with the, yo, that's Manny chain? <laughs> Raheem always verbally chin-checking Jannard on the low. Then he back off. Jannard like, nah, this my shit. And nobody gave a good goddamn. They like, we back. Maria up at work, texting the hell out of Tommy. Her co-worker just talking to her. But see, she ain't all there in the conversation. She like, you ignoring me and you glowing. Not the glow. What's really hood? She like, Dr. Kendall got you sprung like that? Then she realized, hold up. The doctor in surgery. Girl, you better give up that 411. <laughs> Combo get cut short as one of the shooting victims from the CBI restaurant that Diamond was in show up at Maria Hospital. Maria and her associate get to work doing what they do. Sometime later, Maria is preparing to leave. Her shift is over. She's cleaning up after dealing with a patient's death. Talking to the doctor she's messing with there, Dr. Kendall. The one who randomly slaps that ass after surgery on any given Sunday. She's like, man, life is, is so short. He like, hey, we deal with this all the time. Put your big girl drawers on. Let's not waste any time on this. She like, yeah, let's, let's not waste time. You love me? Just out the blue, he hit that Joe Ski love, Pee Wee Herman. Huh? What? 
My man moved like he had clamps on his tonsils. He was flabbergasted at the ask. She like, yeah, that's what I thought. Now Miguel is outside waiting to take her home. I guess this is an occurrence that he's used to seeing because he follows her outside, continues the argument, grabs her arm. He like, I ain't done. She like, well, I am. Leaves him in the dust. But not before Miguel gets a good view of the ordeal. You already know what happened next. They catch the doctor at his house. Doctor coming in. They already inside. Strapped up. Scared the doctor. He don't know what they want. He assumes robbery. As anyone would. Sees a watch on Miguel's arm. He like, you like watches? Okay, I got a Rolex. How about I give you my Rolex? Miguel like, hmm, show me this Rolex. Put your hand on the table. Miguel looking around for his torture weapon of choice for the night. You know, Miguel loved that Wu-Tang torture. Grabs a medical excellency award. A stone-like statue from another room. Comes back, bangs it on his hand like, bow! <laughs> Doctor crying like, what I do? Now he being held at gunpoint by Miguel right-hand man. So he can't do nothing. Miguel like, is this the hand that you operate with? The hand I just smashed? Miguel banged the other hand, just in case it wasn't. Left him lonely on the floor like MC Shan. <laughs> Hands looking like Play-Doh. And they ain't take nothing but his dignity. Didn't even tell him why. Vic and Claudia get the scheming on their old man. There's some trifling shit here. They trying to set him up over dinner. Claudia tell Vic to come over to finalize plans because she got Doyle at the house. As Vic is on his way, the feds catch up with him. Bring him in. Tell him they got eyewitnesses on a murder he did some time ago. Tell him he going down for first degree murder unless he worked with him. Vic requests to get lawyered up. DeFranco and Sang go back into the watch room where Stacy Marks is like, it's all good, let him go. He's the way to Tommy Egan. So let him go, we'll watch him. And he'll connect us closer to Tommy. Now DeFranco doesn't like how Stacy moving one bit on this, but he's okay to let things play out the way they will. He knows that this could be one of the biggest cases of her career. She has said as much. Vic makes his way over. They plan for Vic to have dinner with Walter. Leave out before the Dublin squad comes in and kill everybody in sight. Vic takes off to prepare for the night. 
Meanwhile, Brendan Doyle and Claudia have a pre-celebration of Walter's death. Get the bumping and grinding. Claudia hopped on top like cat in a hat. Hop on pop. When she done, she hop off. Grabs her another stiff one. This time in the form of a drink in a glass at the bar. She like, yeah, I can't wait to be the head of the Flynn family. Brendan like, uh, hold on, player. <laughs> Tells her that probably ain't going to happen. Folks back home is old school. They won't deal with her as the boss if there is a man left alive in the Flynn family. So as long as Vic is alive, she can't be the queen. Now, this throws a wrench in things for her. And of course, Claudia gets to working things out in her head. A little later, still at Claudia Place, Brendan gets a call saying that the timeline for the slaughter has been moved up a little bit. Tells Claudia to tell Vic to get out of there a little earlier. Claudia like, don't worry about Vic. I got him. I'll tell him. Claudia says nothing. Sees this as a means of getting Vic out the way and getting closer to the throne. Vic get to the house for dinner. Sees his pops. But guess who also there? Paulie. Vic is shook. He's like, what is Paulie doing here? Walter like, he came and apologized. That's my ace. That's my ace, Boom Coon. That's water under the bridge. Now, Vic don't know what to do because he definitely don't want Paulie to get hit. He like, Uncle Paulie, why don't you run and, and get some of that special scotch I like so much back at the house? Walter like, nonsense. We got plenty of a drink here. Vic leave out the room, hit up Claudia, tell her that Paulie's there. She tells him to get Paulie out. We still set for the original time of the hit. Don't tell him that it's been moved up. Vic sit down with Walter and Paulie, looking stupid. Because now Paulie going to get caught up in all this. All of a sudden, them guns start popping. Vic look at his watch like, what in all Walter go and check his security cameras. Masked men in black are everywhere. Walter goes to get ready for war. As they leave and out, Vic stops Paulie like, are you really going to follow him after all the crap he did to you? Uh, I understand, Vic, but ain't your pops right around the corner? <laughs> Paulie like a million times over. I would follow him. What the f is wrong with you? We family. I would do the same for you. They all load up. Guns start popping. They go outside. Paulie takes out a couple cats before he get laid down. Of course, he falls into the pool. I knew somebody was going to fall into that damn pool. Vic sees the guy who was at the, the meet with him and Claudia and Doyle, the leader of this hit squad. The leader sees him there confused, like, why are you here? Takes a shot at him anyway. 
Now Vic know it's on. Walter come out cutting dudes down. With the sawed off. Takes out every remaining enemy. Except the blind side. The crown Vic. Walter screaming, Claudia did this. Vic screaming back, nah. Nah, it was you, player. He still got that contempt in his heart for how Gloria was killed. Walter tells him, at least Claudia had balls. Walter turns his back so Vic could put that slug in him. Because Walter knows it's over. Vic does put that slug in him. Bow! But it's not the final one. Drops Walter, though. Tells Walter Claudia didn't betray him alone. That he was in on it, too. So, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I don't know why folks be talking when they about killing each other. I don't understand this concept, but. Knowing he about to die, Walter just start going in on Vic. Blow. Vic put one right in Walter's left eye. Flynn Dynasty just changed hands. But Vic's whole world is coming to an end. Sister just tried to have him killed with his pops. Pops gone. Feds coming down on him. Love of his life gone. Nowhere to go. No one to run to. Vic returns to Claudia's crib. Where they waiting on the word that everything is done. But they're not going to get that word. Because the job got messed up. Main man killed on the job. Vic walks in. Tells him that he was there when the men came in. Now Doyle not knowing Claudia's ill-gotten plans. Tells him that the timeline was moved up. Vic says nobody told me. Looking dead at Claudia. Claudia get on that CYA. Makes it seem like Doyle is the problem. Puts one in Doyle. Bow! Now Vic knows better after seeing this. Know his sister crazy as hell. And still got the gun in her hand. So he plays a cool. She like, Doyle tried to mess us up. Vic like, you the one. Thanks for looking out. Vic leave Claudia. Go straight to the feds. Talking about he ready to talk. Right then, Stacy Marks get text that the whole Flynn family gone, murdered. Except the two kids. Vic still talking. Talking about he want a new life. Full immunity, putting it all on Claudia. Stacy like, okay, player. But you're going to have to infiltrate CBI for full immunity. We want that whole network, mainly Tommy Mother Egan. Meanwhile, King Kilo sitting in his cell. Looking like he pondering who he going to strangle at breakfast. When Diamond Lady CO come in. Give him a message in the form of mail from Diamond. There's a cell phone, which he uses to call Diamond. Diamond hits him with the proposal to unite. 
Kilo is in, but he wants half the business in the joint. Tommy cancels that phone call. <laughs> Tommy just hang up. Diamond and Tommy go back and forth about what's next. Diamond don't want no more beef. Tommy look like he about to call some more. Tommy's a little, little hot-headed at this time. Diamond moving throughout his day. Eventually pops back up at the barbershop. Now Jesse, the older cat with the gray afro, tells him that his pops is in the hospice. He need to go see him. Repeating what the cat at the CBI restaurant tells him. Diamond like, I don't, I don't really give a damn. Jesse like, look at here. Look at here. <laughs> you need to go see him. At least say your goodbyes. He at least deserves a goodbye. Diamond hit up Shanti. So she can tell Jannard, not him. Jannard comes into the gym. Like, Shanti, what up? She like, what up, yo? Then Shanti get on her shit. She took a little look at him. She like, you want that shit? <laughs> Jannard looking like he fresh up off a lean, too. He looking like he fresh up off a lean. He like, damn, can I live? <laughs> she like, you need to go see your pops. He up in the hospice. Diamond makes his way up to the hospice. Pops is laying there. He on his Luke and the Two Live crew. Just as nasty as he want to be. <laughs> he like, the fuck you doing here? You ain't doing me no favors. Said he never wanted to be nobody's father. Called Diamond a low-life corner boy. Said Diamond wasn't sh Hit him with the you ain't nothing. You just like me. I ain't nothing, so you ain't going to be nothing. That old horrible demon time as father time type convo of hood ass nobody men who ain't shit so they kids ain't going to be shit. Diamond hit him with the, I just came to watch you die. That's all, really. Bitch. <laughs> Diamond Pop started having conniptions at the way Diamond is, is unleashing the venom at him. <laughs> at some point, that calms down. And his pops goes down for a bit. When he wakes back up, Diamond is still there. He shares some things with Diamond. Talks to him about why he left. Him and Jannard and their mother. Said the streets was watching and calling his name at the same time. Said he didn't like Diamond too much because he was too black, too strong. Said he felt like Diamond was the type of kid who moved like he didn't need his pops. He was so strong. So he gravitated toward Jannard, who was the weaker of the two, who made him feel like he was needed. Tells him Jannard needs him. And he should always look out for his brother. 
Meanwhile, Tommy, being the good people that he is, comes to the hospital, check on Diamond, knowing he's up there seeing his pops, probably going through some things. Tells Diamond he's here for him. Also tells him that, you know what, he rethought some things. He wants to move forward with the King Kilo Coalition. On one condition. That they still supply the drugs, meaning CBI. Diamond like, I'm cool with that. Think that could work. Jannar trying to make his way up to see his pops after he get the message from Shanti. He came earlier, but he left. Saw a diamond up in there with him. Figured it wasn't a good time. Where does Jannar go? To see the dope man, dope man. He like, let me get a jam. Dope man like, I just sold the last two to that dude that just left. Jannar go over to the dude who's still around. He like, yo, sell me a couple of them bags you just bought. Dude, like, I can't do that. Jannar convinced him to give him the chain off of his neck for two bags of H. Now, dude is looking at him like, my dude, you got two layers of Gucci on. (laughs) Not even talking about the fact that you probably shouldn't have it on, but you got two layers what you in here copping for? How you copping? How you still got the Gucci on and you cop drugs for usage? You tripping at me over a couple bags? This don't look right. But I'm a drug dealer. I deal drugs. So let's talk, player. They get up in his Crown Vic. Gerard hand over the chain. G- Gerard. Gennard. That's, that's that Johnny Walker. Jannard hand over the chain. Put the dope on the dash, start snorting. Dude look at him like, what the fuck? He look at him in full disgust. He like, you wasting it. You know how much higher you would get from the shoot up? Jannard like, nah, 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 nah. I don't mess with no needles like that. Jannard, he like, look, I'm a drug dealer. He like, whatever, player. Dude getting him set up for that shoot-up. Count him down. And three, two, one. <laughs> Stick that needle in Jannard veins. Said he had a clean slate. Send him off to outer space. Damn, damn, Jamario. Jannard wake up, make his way back to the hospital, but he too late. Pops has passed. Diamond get to lying about what his pop said. Maybe lying is too strong a word. Embellished. Diamond embellished. What his pop said, that's probably a better word because there was some truth in what he said. It just wasn't 100 percent true. Jannard feeling. 
probably crazy as hell right now. Like he on drugs. His pops just passed. Him and his brother beefing, shooting at each other. You know, like, what we doing, bro? Diamond, like, I don't know. But he welcomes Jannard back into CBI. Uh, what? What the f- just happened? Power, powder, respect. I want that money and power and powder. Peace.